You're listening to Good Vexations, a podcast about the little grievances we'd rather air than solve. I'm Pat Brennan. I'm joined by my best bud, James Lynch. And this week, we're also joined by our friend, Ed Churchill. Today's Good Vexation, responding to emails. Yeah, I mean, he sent me, like, a whole chicken and a bunch of steak, but, like, he has not sent me a... <laughs> he doesn't send me whole chickens and steaks. Hey, man, move to California. I'll send you everything. <laughs> <laughs> so today on the podcast, we have friend of the show, but not friend of me, Ed Churchill. Rude. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> right, Hi, Ed. Welcome to the, welcome to the podcast. It's, uh, I'd like to say it's a pleasure to be here, but like, y'all suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose oh, we should man. introduce you in some way. We went to school with yep. you. Uh, sure did. I don't know. You're all right. What, 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 what is, uh, what's your deal? We've been friends for 15 years. That can't be right. Oh, shut the fuck up. That, is no, that right? that's real life. That's real life. <laughs> Are you Jesus sure Christ. That? Hold on. Yep. Yep, I sure am. We met in oh like 2005. Right. That's oh. how math works. Yep. Sure. Well, that's yeah, that's that's too long. I think I'm done. Wait, Dave, does that mean we've been friends for more than 20 years? Yeah, Pat. Yeah, Pat. That's true. That's just been 20 years, Pat. It's been 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're entering. We're entering the. The guest phase of the podcast? Season two. I'm declaring it now. I don't episode fifteen is officially season two. Oh, cool. So we're like we're like Game of Thrones, we do fifteen episodes. Well, no, yeah, I'm gonna weird. be totally random and we're gonna change seasons whenever we feel like it. Quote us. Um <laughs> so, so so fifteen is season two because it's when we start introducing guests. Who knows? See when season three season three could come next episode for all we know. I have no idea. That, you know, this is a single episode season. Very special. Like it's very special. Yeah, she canceled immediately. So we're we're trying we're trying guests out, which which is a thing that we did actually plan to do from the get go. Uh, and so we are going to bring on friends and people we know to come and uh, bring us their vexes that we might take part in their vexes as well. I want to be clear: we're not we don't solve problems no. here um no no we just kind of this isn't like uh, an advice compl- show complain about them yeah with this yeah. is a show about the problems we'd like to air rather than solve and so other yeah. other people will bring us their vexes and we will agree that those vexes are vexes or potentially tell them that those vexes are not vexes if there's one thing i'm good at it's complaining about things <laughs> they'll be perfect for the show Ed. actually and i think i think we can get into this because i don't know if we ever actually like introduced this as the premise but part of the premise of this show is actually because of james here who uh we would take a a train commute and, and ed here rode on that train commute with us every single day yep. um and we, we we went to school in boston we lived in kind of the suburbs around it and so there was like a 30 45 minute train ride into school every single day uh and it it just wouldn't be the morning if James sitting across from us did not look up from whatever homework we were rushedly trying to get done before we got to school that morning, uh, paused for a moment, and then informed us, hey, guys, do you know what I hate? Uh, 
at which point we would need to hear about that morning's bet. Um, and so now 15 mm-hmm. years later, uh, <laughs> we, have, we have decided to do a podcast to bring back this tradition. Uh, and so I guess it did seem fitting that Ed, who, who has suffered through this more than most, uh, take part. He's our first guest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been, been there the whole yeah. way. <laughs> so, Ed, what do you have for us? So, so what I really wanted to talk about is um, the idea that I really hate uh, having to respond to emails um, because because there's just so many of them. Just like emails are constant. Like you know, I I work in mechanical engineering, so I work like I work an eight hour day, like a standard human person does, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and. In that eight-hour day, I get maybe 16 emails, and each one takes about 10 minutes to respond to. So, like, a third of my day is just lost to writing emails. And that's just at work, because then I come home, and I have emails from you dweebs being like, hey, be on my podcast, and I have to respond and be like, fine, I'll be on your stupid podcast. (laughs) So so I want to clarify that your vexation uh, is the magical wonder of the internet that allows us all to communicate instantaneously across the country is that what i'm hearing that's exactly right i'm just i'm just fucking i'm just ragging you emails suck emails are terrible the ability to instantly communicate with anyone anywhere in the world i think has actually hurt us it definitely makes it so that you can be contacted at any moment and it, people will get annoyed if you do not like quickly respond that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I know. In, I know. In your your situation, I have hung out with you, and then gotten, and then you've gotten a series of very angry, urgent emails, like not during work hours. No, just like middle of the, the night. Just like, oh hey, gotta respond immediately, or like everything's on fire. <laughs> Interesting. I, 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 part of me had hoped, though I knew that it wasn't true, that I guess in in the real professional world, quote unquote. Uh, that maybe these emails happened a little bit less. Uh, in the entertainment industry, I am more than oh, more yeah. than accustomed to two and three a.m. emails coming through that need a response before seven a.m. the next morning. Uh, and then you combine mm-hmm. that with an educational institution, which I'm at. And I know James, you're also a TA, so I think you can speak to this as well. Uh, the youths never sleep. Oh, the youths. That's that's true. And that's youth. true. <laughs> you know, monsters. <laughs> This past week, we had a, a pretty difficult uh, homework assignment and a pretty difficult like uh, lab assignment that these students were working through. They're given a project and also a homework assignment, and neither one of them was well-defined. Uh, and we didn't really have the resources to do it. So they were upset. Um, and so I got all of that anger, um, which is, you know, not the way I like to be. But that meant that I got... I would get emails in the morning, I'd get emails in the afternoon, I'd get emails at night, all of them kind of angry. And generally, um, they wanted a response immediately. Uh, because especially the, the things that are they send on the day that it's due. I, mm. I'm kind of obligated, I'm kind of ob- obligated as the TA to answer these, to answer these emails, especially on the day that they're due. But also, there's now a hard time limit. 
Yeah, students are really good at uh, doing their work on time. I know I was super good oh, at when I was I done. mean, yeah, I was definitely that student that was sending day of emails being like, hey, this doesn't make sense. You didn't explain it well. My paper is going to be late. And, oh, <laughs> and now that I look back on that, I really hate myself for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was that was rude of me. Yeah, man, because like I've got I've got other shit I'm supposed to be doing, and instead I'm sitting here just answering emails. Yep, yep. that's yep. an interesting thought. James might have been the only good student among us. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess you can tell he is he is in a grad program, looking at applying to PhD degrees at this point. So, yeah. look, man, if I were actually like, oh, man, I'm not. I was not a good student. I was just I just figured out. Uh, figured out the kind of a bare minimum of what I needed to do. Uh, uh, yeah, but see, James, the thing is, your bare minimum and my bare minimum are way different. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. To be clear, I got in trouble a lot for like missing. Man, this is another thing my mom is going to yell at me about. She should really uh, stop listening to this. I agree. Um, uh, I, agree. I I used to I used to skip a lot of classes because I would get work calls, mm, and so yeah. <laughs> they would be like they'd be like, "Do you want to go to the history of costumes today, or do you want to like make?" you know 400 bucks for four hours of work up at the martha stewart show or whatever and i'd be like well i'm gonna i'm gonna go work on television i think yeah that's a no-brainer i think yeah (laughs) so so ed you said that these emails are uh deteriorating uh mass communication i believe yeah so so it, it, it like sort of leads into the general idea that like the idea that we can instantly communicate i think is is has made us less reliable um Mm. so like one i i get inundated with so many emails and text messages that i don't want to respond and so (laughs) (laughs) like i just don't want to talk to you people anymore and so i don't respond and then three days later i'm like "Mm, i really should have responded to that but now it's like three days and now it's weird if i respond so i'm just gonna ignore this i'm so happy you said these words (laughs) i'm so pleased um i get in trouble a lot because getting messages and notifications on my phone stresses me out. Same. Yeah. Like a lot. And so I will do this thing that my friends and family don't appreciate where I will like put my phone 10 feet away from me and silent in my apartment. And then I will ignore it all day. And yeah. then everyone's like, we've been trying to contact you. And I'm like, oh Yeah. I didn't respond to that. <laughs> that's, that's weird. Didn't seem to hear it for some reason. It's I'm 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 really really bad at it and like I will do this thing where like somebody will send me a message and I have to like convince myself like I it'll be like an easy response, right? Like so a friend of mine uh, uh messaged me just before this podcast and was like, "Hey, are we doing this thing tonight that we do?" Like we normally like hang out on weekends and so they're like, "Hey, are we getting together for the thing that we normally do?" And it took me like two and a half full hours to respond to a simple yes or no question that I did know the answer to. I thought in my mind what I wanted to say in response, like, yeah, we're getting together for the thing. And then I didn't send it and I closed my phone and I put it down. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So there's that. And then there's also the idea that like we can at any time back out of anything. Like all it takes is is like a quick text message and like whoops guys not gonna make it and you can do that like fifteen minutes before you're supposed to be somewhere. <laughs> I feel like that's a plus. And like 
sure, I guess that's a little bit of a plus, but it certainly does lower our whole general reliability. Like, if you think back to, to like, I don't know, colonial times or something where you have to write a, several letters to several people telling them all to be in the same place at the same time. And then you have to like ride a horse to get there. Like you're not, yeah. you're not doing it as often and, and you have to do it because otherwise people are going to be really mad at you. I am enthralled with the colonial meetup group that you have just. Hello, ye old chaps. We will be together, getting together the fortnight from this for our, our annual game of Ten Pin. I like to imagine that that is a direct quote from like a Sons of Liberty like list serve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, the Sons of Liberty list serve is just like a secret box that they put letters into, and only they know the like, the, the code. Okay, so is 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 uh, uh, Sons of Liberty list serve, or is Yield Ten Pin going to be the title of this one? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I mean, here's the thing: I don't think you even have to go that far back. You even go back to like the the 80s, where you, you all, all you've got is a landline. If, like, for mm-hmm. some reason you can't come, or even if you're going to be... I've been, like, 45 minutes late to things, guys. If if yeah. we were going somewhere together, and I just... Like, something happens, I'm 45 minutes late, and we don't have cell phones, you think... I'm, I'm leaving. You're leaving. <laughs> like, there's no <laughs> point for me to go anymore, because the person who's waiting for me is not going to be there. Like, it's... Like, it is so easy to be... It's so easy to be very late to things or to say, ah, I'm not really feeling it. And like, that is a bet. I think that there's some benefit to that. And sometimes, no, I really just, I agreed to a thing because I thought, because me in the moment thought that was a good idea. And then like six hours later, I'm like, oh no, I want to just stay in and like make some soup and watch a show or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's funny. I play this game with my students where we're like, we, we, we reminisce on things essentially at this point. We look back in time because technology has moved so quickly. And it's really funny because like my students now were born in 2000 and 2001. Those are my college That's, students now. Um, um, I hate that. I know. <laughs> That's I know. disgusting. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and so like they, they have never existed in a world without, you know, cell phones or basically anything. Um, and so it's, it's, really funny when like i mean at the same at the same time i do have to say that i didn't have i had like a weird mix-up i james you too we had a weird mix-up mash of like technology that was like in our homes growing up like Mm -hmm. i I am maybe the only person my age that shoveled coal to heat their house that's true Um, (laughs) that's true i had had a coal stove yeah i had a coal stove growing up Oh, uh-huh. sure. okay. So, so not just be. So maybe it's just our area. Maybe our area I think is it, yeah. strange. It's a little weird. Mini New England. Yeah. Mini New England. We, I did. We did have a like a cast iron wood stove. That was good. Hmm. But yeah. But no, because like we were talking about the other day about like when when you know phones only had seven digits and when uh uh, I mean I mean like the fact that like we don't memorize phone numbers anymore. But like I, I think rotary phones got. Started on this tangent where like somebody was like you always see them in movies i'm like i, I learned to dial a phone on a rotary phone what are you talking oh, about oh man yeah my my grandparents talk all the time about the idea that like they had they had a shared phone line with like everybody on their street 
Wow. So, like, if you needed to make a phone call, you had to pick up the phone to see if anybody else was on it first. Oh, sure. When you, or when you, when you had a landline with, like, with, uh, with receivers, what do you call, whatever you want to call that, handsets in multiple rooms, but it's the same line for the house. So, like... Or for the internet as well. Yeah. Mm. Oh you can't God. use the phone I'm on the internet. Jeez, yep. that my fucking yep. dial-up, man. I, we actually, we actually skipped that because my dad was a little. Was, my dad was savvy enough that we got, we got, we did, didn't do like the, it didn't do the dial-up, um, for a long time anyway. Uh, was was he an IT guy for a while? He never was, but he was really into. Uh, he was really into Apple products. Basically, he was really into like the the technology stuff. Yeah, I remember you were the only person I remember growing up that had like one of those candy colored Macs in your house. Hell yeah, I love that thing. That was, that was great. That's what I learned on. It didn't have games. So I learned I, I like. No, no, it didn't. It didn't have games. I remember being. Well, I, I, I think I recall asking your brother Dan at one point if it had games, and he pulled up paint, and That's I didn't know what to games. do with him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that well, well, that makes that that makes sense now. My my brother, the artist, like you know, I guess yeah, he definitely made some weird shit in pl- paint when he was a kid. Yeah, I don't think we played. We didn't play a lot of games on it. We watched a whole lot of Newgrounds oh, and man. like Albino Black Sheik and stuff. Yeah, I I showed my Chilean friend uh, Badger, 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 Badger. Did you apologize? Uh, yeah, you should have. I. Uh, it was so good. He thought it was. It was still funny. It's still funny all these years later, guys. Like, I don't think just, that's like, true. Go find it again. It's still funny. It's still funny. I mean, I, well, I still like, enjoy it. The ultimate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny will never not be great. How about you know? uh, E Bombs yeah. World? How about that website? Yeah. Blast from oh, the past. Yeah. Homestar Runner. Yeah. All that good stuff. Oh, Homestar oh, man. Yeah. Those guys make board games now. Do they really? Yeah. Oh god, you, you didn't see that? Uh they did um No. They did uh Trogdor the Burninator, the board game. No, um, they didn't. They did. Oh, it was a Kickstarter. My god. Um, and Oh fuck. It, it, <laughs> it's basically uh Forbidden Desert or Forbidden Island, but mm-hmm. it's Trogdor instead. And I'm gonna have to you're get that. the disaster you're the disaster basically <laughs> because you're controlling Trogdor and yes. you're moving him around the tiles trying to Burninate the people. Burninate the countryside. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, I'm definitely <laughs> gonna have to look for that now. Pick it was it was pretty one. incredible. We uh, uh, they were out uh, at PAX East last year, uh, and uh, yeah, the one of the creators had the had like a strong bad puppet, and he was teaching the game in character. Which mm. come I, on, yes, I I can't even imagine. Yes. His voice must have been thrashed. I like, oh yeah. I, I teach the games I teach our games in a normal voice and I don't have a voice for like three days after and this guy's going emails yes exactly <laughs> there's a man who understands emails Lyra's oh, strong, bad. strong bad understands emails yeah, that's right yeah man we should take a lesson from him his inbox was full there's no inbox zero at all there okay yeah, he had a full inbox so, so what is this what is this inbox zero uh, you, uh, you you mentioned it i don't okay. understand so, it i've never heard right. of it so so the origins of this thing um which i actually only learned recently um come from another podcast that james and i listen to mm-hmm. um Mm-hmm. Hello, welcome to podcast suggestions with James and Pat. It's our podcast where we tell you to go listen to other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh-huh. so uh, we have both been listening to Do by Friday. I have been listening as well to Roderick on the Line. Both of those shows. There's a guy named Merlin Mann who's the the 
one of the hosts, and he gave a talk at Google essentially an eternity ago at this point that you can still find on YouTube where he is trying to teach people how to interact with and use their email. Essentially, I mean, what the the simple version, the true like the the original concept of inbox zero boils down to is there's like five things that you should do with an email basically it's basically teaching you to do something with your email don't just like look at it and close it and don't spend all day in your email which is like a thing that honestly i do where i just like stare at my email waiting for emails to come in or whatever um his his whole concept essentially was like stop faffing about do the thing and get out of it and go back to what you're normally doing because before email whatever your job was it wasn't you didn't spend any time as an email reader. Presumably you have another job to do, right? Right. Um, that's that's basically what it comes down to, right? Like your 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 desk phone, you don't spend all day on your desk phone. You use it to call. It's a tool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then like tech bros and people on the internet got a hold of it and became obsessed with this idea of having, of, of like the namesake of it, inbox zero being that there should be nothing in your inbox. And so you get these people that are just, basically obsessive compulsive uh with just trying to like keep their inbox at zero which is just like an insane sisyphean task which is the opposite of this thing which is the opposite of what the whole idea was yeah the whole was the whole idea was like use it as a tool and only use it when you need to use it and people have turned it into gotta have no emails gotta have nothing left gotta gotta get it out of here double the spam filters triple the spam filters your spam your spam can't have anything in here which is exactly the opposite of the of the intent there because the intent is to make email something less stressful and instead you've turned it into something like you have to compulsively answer immediately yeah so the 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 talk is the talk is interesting it's worth listening to you should probably go check it out i mean it is definitely a little bit dated at this point given that any talk on technology from 10 years ago or whatever it is at this point is gonna be dated but any talk on technology from like six days ago is outdated right yeah right but it is it is worth listening to just so that you can have a juxtaposition for when Mm -hmm. you do run into a crazy inbox zero person and you can see the difference between the two things it sounds like uh it sounds like the internet version of this new Marie Kondo. Yes, I want to talk about Marie Kondo. I love it so much. Oh, man. Okay, so I think the show is, like, kind of boring, actually, honestly. Like, I've I've watched... I haven't watched the show at all, but, like, I I understand the concept of KonMari, or which which sounds like sushi to me, but... Mm. (laughs) No, I mean, it's literally just her name just rearranged. Which is dumb. It's kind of (laughs) dumb. It's kind of dumb. It's turning into it, it's turning into a little bit of a multi-level marketing scheme because it is, uh, because apparently they are like hosting events. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I heard the, on the news yesterday that um, container stores stock prices are up forty percent since December. Holy shit! Uh, if I were smarter, I would have. Oh, man, yeah. If I were smarter, and like consignment shops and and. Uh, like uh thrift shops and stuff like that are saying like this is the biggest surge of like incoming stuff that they have ever had that's incredible i mean yeah i mean it's taken off like crazy on the internet it's now the perfect time to go uh go thrift shopping because there's definitely going to be some good shit shit in there now yeah i mean it's it's i mean there's not it's going to be other people's junk i mean like hey uh that's what thrift shops it, are about my dude <laughs> i know i know <laughs> um 
No, I don't know. It, it's it's an interesting phenomenon that people have become obsessed with. I mean, it has entirely to do with her personality. And I just think it's really funny because, like, the show itself, like I said, is really boring. It's like a, a film crew goes to a house where somebody has already cleaned their house in preparation for a film crew to come and film them. <laughs> yep. And then Marie Kondo goes through. It's like, this isn't good enough. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty incredible. I mean, like the show is. I mean, the show is boring. I mean, watch watch the first episode. You'll understand everything that you need mm. to understand about it. But also, like, yeah. if if you want to organize your stuff, just do it. <laughs> just organize it. Just, right. I mean, like, do it. You know, the whole like the 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 main takeaway that everyone is latching on to this is that like does this spark joy message mm-hmm. which is basically just like her whole method is holding up a thing in your house and being like hey do you actually want this that's the whole <laughs> method that's yeah. that that is this entire empire that she has built and like made a book around and there's that like well, yep. i don't know there's like a, a meme going around that's like uh, the year is 2040 marie kondo holds a man up to the crowd she yes. says does this spark joy they answer her no. She throws him into the pit. Like... I love that. No, I like I said, I have I have enjoyed the public reaction and like the the uh not cult of personality, but I guess cult of personality that has kind of like built up around this thing more yeah, than the yeah. thing itself. I don't want this to go away. I am enjoying this immensely. Oh, it's wonderful. But like, <laughs> but like as a cleaning method, like yeah, whatever, it's fine. It's fine. I don't care. It's much more interesting than people think. Like it's it's revolutionary. So many people. Well, that's because nobody in America has ever been told that you can just throw away stuff. Oh yeah, right. uh, that's true. I, uh, like I mean, if you don't want a thing, you don't have, you don't to, have, have to. Yeah, no, you don't have to keep that uh, that baby clothes that you are like. Obviously, you're ne- you're never gonna be a baby again. You're, you don't right. you don't have to yeah. wear that anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I, I said I talk shit, and then I think about like. Uh, like if oh man the attic in my mom's house if if we just went and went went and did this we could go empty out most of it so like i can see that there is some value there you know and like i yeah i mean have you guys ever actually tried to go through your emails and like really really cut it down i was good about it with my work email mm-hmm. everyone for 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 a while there were like every every summer i would make a point of uh just going through and clearing out everything for the last semester. And I didn't do it last year and now I feel really behind and I might do it at some point, but maybe not. I mean, all of my emails have like 600 plus messages in there. (laughs) They're not in my way. I have, uh, so I, I I rarely delete emails. This is like a, I don't know, Mm -hmm. like a, a pack rat type thing about me, I guess. But, um, I have about 6,000 emails in my Gmail account right now. Um, yeah, I mean, like most of them are read, yeah, or and responded to, but I just don't delete them. Well, you know how I get around this is I just keep starting new email addresses. Mm. Oh, <laughs> see, see, that's the thing. Like, oh. like I, I have all these terrible projects that all have their own email addresses. So there's like right. two or three email addresses associated with the board game company. Like, there's a there's an email address. Hey, send us your emails. Send us your vexations at goodvexations at gmail dot com. Um. <laughs> so like so. Oh my god! So so Pat, you basically you, like you get an apartment. It gets mem- mem- if you it gets messy. You buy another it away. apartment. I get a throw new it away. Yeah, <laughs> email's amazing. It doesn't cost a thing. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, I'm looking at mine. I'm at like 700, 700 or so. Uh, I have a professor who I occasionally will, like would see, like look over, uh, look over his shoulder at his email account, and he had close to fifty thousand messages in his inbox. Well, so in like part inbox. of the problem is that like so much of this is like people's like list serves and stuff that either it's like a pain in the ass to unsubscribe for them or like you just can't actually unsubscribe from them so like the longer you have an email address the more like junky it gets i had this with my telephone recently where i i a couple years back i switched over to a new phone number just because i wanted to like i could have kept my old phone number but i just switched it and for a little over a year I was amazed at the fact that I received no telemarketing phone calls and like no spam texts yeah, and yeah. nothing. And I was like, this is, this is incredible. It's freeing. My phone isn't going off every 10 seconds. Um, and over time it gets clogged back up again, but it's like, there's, there's, I, I think that's there's interesting. That yeah. It's just getting a new thing that just isn't on all the lists. Of course, it also meant that uh, I was responsible for informing people that I had a new cell phone, which is I a nightmare. Di- I didn't. Yeah, see, oh, that's that's them. my problem. That's why I can't get a new cell phone number because I just wouldn't yeah. tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the best. Nobody could contact me for like a year. Like, that's my oh, fantasy world. God. That's like when I think of like I want to take a vacation. What I mean is I want to throw my cell phone in a river and disappear off the face of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Hold, hold up your cell phone. Does this spark joy? Yeah, seriously, it, it does not. It absolutely does not. No. Um, but like, so like a lot of my clients have my my personal cell phone number because, uh, because, because yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, I wish it wasn't that way, but it is that way. Yep. Uh, so like on my days off, even like on the weekend, I can't like if I get a, if I get a phone number that I don't know the number, I can't answer it because it could be it could be work calling on the weekend when i'm trying to live my life yeah yeah Yeah. and that's so much of this some of this so much of this feels about feels like it's about boundaries and it totally like the ubiquity of email the fact that it's in my pocket you know it's not even like somebody has to know my cell phone number just send me an email i pro i'm you, you can People expect that I will see it at 9 a.m. on a Sunday. Exactly. Because you are capable of communicating instantly at any time of the day, you are expected to. Right. That's fucked up. And that is something that's something that's brand new for brand new for our kind of generation of people in the workforce is that, yeah, we don't it's inescapable. uh, And we like Pat and I have talked about uh, these kind of trade-offs uh with the technology and this is one of the most like the most insidious ones because hey you can talk to anybody anytime anywhere it's so great but also your boss knows where you are and like (laughs) your boss can always come find you and will Mm -hmm. you'll be and will be upset if you don't uh if you don't respond immediately so there's no taking a break I've tried to be a little more conscious of this in the messages I send. So like if I'm trying to go out and do something, like say I'm going to go see a movie yeah, uh, and I want to get a group of friends to go see a movie, I will send out a message that's like, hey, I'm going to this movie at this time. Let me know if you want to join. And if I hear from you and you want to join me, great. And if I don't hear from you, I assume you just didn't want to deal with it. And that's fine too. Yeah, I love that. I love that. My my lately my bet my favorite 
like my best times with friends have been framed that way. Like I wanted to go to a concert. I was like, Hey, I'm going to this concert. Anybody want to come to this concert with me? And people wanted to go and it Mm -hmm. was a great time. And sort of using that mindset to make plans also sort of forces you to be more aware of the things you actually want to do yourself. So like you're, cause you're just going to do it and like, Hey, cool. Somebody joins me. Great. Somebody doesn't, whatever. It's a thing I wanted to do. By the time everyone arrives, the burners are off and the dishes are done. Look, I, I've had I've <laughs> had the realization recently that I would be I, I don't think I can ever go meet any of the McElroys because if I did, I'd think they were I'd be like, oh man, my best friends, and they wouldn't know who I am. You know, because oh hey, I just got a notification. The McElroys just started a new podcast because James mentioned. Them. Oh, hold on, that's oh you know the rule. <laughs> yeah, you, you know the rule. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. They're like a Hydra that way. Have you meant? <laughs> Hi, welcome to Macklecast, the McElroy fan podcast. Uh, have I ever told you about the time that I was kidnapped by Scientologists? Hold, hold on, hold up. Hold <laughs> up. Bonus episode. Tell this goddamn Bonus story, episode. I'm so pleased. So here's, yeah, this is, here's a fun story. So, um, this could be great. So I was in, uh, in Times Square. Uh, I was waiting for a friend to get off of work to meet up for drinks. And so I'm just like walking around waiting for her. And there's this woman standing on the, on like one of the street corners um, and like handing out flyers for what looked to be like an, an indie documentary film. Um, and like people are completely ignoring her. They're throwing stuff away. And I've been that street canvasser before. I've been that person that has to like hand out flyers and have everybody be like, yeah, definitely going to take one and then immediately throw it in the trash can yep. 10 steps away. Um, so I like walk up to her and like, I got time to kill. So I'll talk to her and just be like, let's see what she's doing. Um, and it, she tells me that she has made this film about the science of the mind. Um, so and, uh, that they're showing it for free right down the street. It's like a 15 minute movie. I'm so happy. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, Hey, I have exactly that much time to kill why not i'll go check it out it's free it's it's like right here she goes okay cool follow me and we walk down the street and as soon as we turn the corner there is that massive massive church of scientology in in times right near times square uh and so at this point we walk in and I'm like, well, in for a penny, in for a pound yeah you're committed at this point you said yes (laughs) you're now off for the ride at this point, I'm like, well, here we go. This is happening. Um, and she brings me into this little, uh, like, back movie theater. Um, and I am the only person oh, in there. Oh, man. Uh, How many seats? And it's just, there's, the there's probably 45 <laughs> seats in here. Are they, are they theater seats? Are they folding chairs? They're, they're like, um, they're sort of like, like, like a dentist's waiting room armchair, yeah. you know, the, like yeah. the wooden arms, but the like oh, cushion seats. And they, they strap you in clockwork orange style, right? Uh, no, but she walks out 
and I'm the only one in here, and I hear the door lock. What? No! 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> and they, they proceed to play this movie entirely about L. Ron Hubbard and Dianetics. Uh. Um, and if to if if you were to believe this movie, then Dianetics was the most revolutionary medical discovery of all time, and every critic in the world loved it, and everybody thinks that this is the best science in the whole wide world. There's never been science so good as L. Ron Hubbard's di- Dianetics. Oh, um, I almost said diuretics, that's, which would be yeah, that's, that's a different product. Um, and so. Finally, when when the movie finally ends, um, the woman opens up the door again and, like, is standing in the doorway with a copy of Dianetics, uh, being like, so you're going to, um, so, like, you're going to buy the book, right? And I'm just like, no, I think I'm good. I'm actually going to leave. And she was like, what do you mean? How, why, like, you saw the movie, right? Do you need to watch it again? <laughs> like, you, like, you saw it, right? So, like, now you buy the book. And I was like, no, I think this is all a big scam. I'm leaving now. And like this woman like tried to call over another woman. And this other woman comes over and is like, what do you mean he's not buying Whoa. the book? Like he's did he see the movie? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I saw the movie. I'm leaving now. And I just started to walk out and I heard the first woman say, like, mm. Some people are just bad people. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my God. Thank you for sharing. That's, oh.